0: Hi and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. This week I'm going to let you listen to a conversation I had with Rob Hunter, who I had at the time of this conversation just really started to get to know. And this was our first, I think you'd call it a friendship date, I guess. We'd met around the place and had interesting conversations, but this was the first time when we decided to meet and catch up over tea uh, and do a podcast together, but it's also... The nature of of our conversation was also actually getting to know one another. And I thought it was fascinating um, to talk to Rob. He's one of the few people I know who's willing to leave the silence if he doesn't feel he has something to say. He's a very smart and very funny guy. If you look him up online, uh, Rob Hunter, Late O'Clock Live on YouTube, you'll find some hilarious stuff. It actually makes me hurt. When I watch it because I laugh so hard and he's on Twitter as Rob Hunter's words or Rob Hunter swords um, Depending on how you'd want to interpret it We in this conversation mainly kept things light but towards the end of the conversation We delved into territory that Rob was comfortable telling me in my capacity as new friend but was not comfortable with me putting up online so I've left the lead up and the outro to that and you can imagine whatever you like happened in the the middle section maybe we were fighting dragons maybe he broke down crying neither of those things happened but I've cut it out out of respect for him and because this was not just a journalistic enterprise it was an actual conversation between me and someone who's turned out to be a really good friend so I hope you enjoyed this conversation i hope you enjoy listening to it if you are in sydney tonight the 8th tomorrow the 9th and sunday the 11th of may are the last three nights for everyone's winner and it's a show that i'm really proud of so do come along and see it or tell people to see it if you're not in sydney but have friends in sydney and if you want a copy and are not in sydney Email me at Alicerfraser at gmail.com and I'll send you a link to a very poor quality audio file of the show for free because I'm just that kind of champ. Um any anyone else who's emailed me recently, I've read your email. I've either got it on my list to reply to it, or I have replied to it. I am trying to reply to everybody. I am so I'm so uh, I feel so privileged to receive these emails that it's not doesn't seem right to just flip off an answer really quickly I, I need to kind of sit down and give you a, a medit- meditated kind of uh, properly thought through answer so if there's a delay in my responding it's probably that uh, things have been falling off my plate a little bit recently because I'm a bit overwhelmed but generally everything's going really well and thank you if you have contacted me recently it's been really wonderful I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. You're having tea with Alice. So, uh, introduce yourself.
1: Uh, My name's Rob Hunter. I'm a comedian and writer from Adelaide, and I live in Melbourne now. Have we started already?
0: No, not necessarily.
1: You introduce me.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Rob Hunter. He is a writer and performer. Uh, he's based in Melbourne, but is allegedly first from Adelaide. It's true. Hello. But you say you're from Adelaide when you mention, when you introduce yourself. Do you think being from Adelaide plays a large part in your identity?
1: Uh, my comedy identity, I think, because I was there for the first maybe three years. Of doing comedy, so I, yeah, I would say I'm from Adelaide. I'm from Adelaide now, living in Melbourne.
0: And what is Adelaide? What's the comedy identity of Adelaide uh, compared with Melbourne?
1: Uh, it's just it's a lot smaller, so it does feel like more of uh, a single group rather than a lot of factions. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a nice it's a nice family style environment. I think you can't afford to piss people off. Because you just won't get any gigs anywhere. Does that happen? Uh it has. Yeah, in the past. Yeah, people not, have not been to me.
0: frozen out of the scene.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, not. It doesn't happen often. The guy who runs Adelaide comedy is very nice and forgiving and generous. So yeah, it, you'd have to do something pretty bad. Is that I think. For
0: Craig Egan? Yeah, that's
1: him. <laughs> hi, hi, Craig, if you're listening.
0: Um, so he's forgiving do people do things that need to be forgiven very often uh
1: a, a little bit i think uh nothing springs to mind is this what the podcast is I, it's I, just talking okay i can do that
0: what would you like the podcast to be
1: uh um, the
0: podcast is about you having tea with me
1: oh okay does do we want to tell people we're not having tea we did have tea.
0: Why would you do that?
1: I don't, I don't know. Is that important? We're still in
0: a tea state of mind. We, Tea's still on the table.
1: We had tea and then when you were asking me if I wanted to do the podcast, I was still deliberating and then you said we should go. So I didn't, I didn't have time to say yes when we were having tea. But now you've said yes. I did, It's it, still yeah.
0: sort of the same experience, right? You've still got tea in your system. Despite having I'm, gone to the bathroom I a went couple to the of times,
1: three times I think, because you fed me a lot of tea. Uh,
0: Do you feed tea?
1: I just think it's a funny way of putting it. Oh, you would. You definitely drink tea. Myth confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: So, where well, you came here three years ago?
1: Uh, no, uh, I moved here in two thousand nine, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, first three or four years in Adelaide, and then moved to to Melbourne, Australia.
0: What made you move?
1: Uh, I got a job. I got a writing job. At? At Specs and Specs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I moved here for that. And I was planning to move over anyway um, Mm -hmm. later that year or the year after. So it was uh, going to happen. It just happened a little sooner than uh, what I had planned.
0: Why had you been planning to move here?
1: Uh, Just for more opportunities. I think Adelaide is a really kind and nurturing scene and I'm really glad I started there but there is only so far you can go Mm. there. Um, uh, Yeah, Melbourne there are more gigs, more writing work, uh, more TV things happening so it was a a, a kind of a natural progression I think.
0: How did you get your first Spicks and specs job?
1: Um, It's quite a small industry uh, and I had been writing for a radio show. Prior to that, and a producer on that was a producer at Spix, and asked if I wanted to apply for this job. So I I sent in uh, an application kind of thing. I guess it was just I got given a whole bunch of tasks and had to kind of write some questions and jokes and things based on music. And mine was mine was chosen. I guess.
0: Were you a music fan?
1: No, not not especially. No, I, um. In fact, when when the guy. Was asking me about my musical tastes. He asked me what kind of music I was into, and I said I like wuss rock, I think. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he said most people at least try to be cool when uh, when they apply for a job here. Uh, I don't know if that worked in my favour or not, but no, I, I wasn't very
0: charming. Honesty it... often works in people's favour.
1: Yeah, it was honest. Perhaps a little bit, a little too much, but um... is that
0: a failing of yours? <laughs>
1: occasion I guess but it's happened a couple of times in in job interviews I remember the first real job I had was at a hardware shop Mm. uh, and I don't know anything about hardware either but the guy said why do you want to work here and I said I need money and he gave me the job (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it was the worst year and a half ever because not only did I not know anything about hardware I was very unwilling to learn
0: why were you so unwilling to learn? Do you think no it would undermine your persona <laughs> as a as a, an effete writer to no, have <laughs> knowledge of hardware?
1: No, not at all. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't consider myself a writer at the time. That's when I was at I was at uni and just needed some pocket money. Um, it it was just having no interest in something makes it quite hard to want to learn.
0: Yeah, my mm. law career, it can be hey, yeah. <laughs> marked by exactly that problem.
1: Mm. Um,
0: so did you end up learning despite yourself?
1: I learned where everything was in the shop. So if people asked where nails were or whatever, I could tell them confidently what aisle things were in. But if people wanted advice, yeah, uh, it was quite a dangerous situation because I, if I couldn't find you, my, the most common piece of advice I would give customers was, please go and find someone else. Who knows what they're talking about? Um, but on occasion, that was impossible. So I'd, I'd be doing my best to try to give advice uh, about people building things. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm confident I never got anybody hurt. But <laughs> I'm sure some of the advice I gave was, was not textbook.
0: Like? Can you think of any piece of advice that you really uh, just screwed up?
1: Not, not really, although I do. I remember... After I left that job, a friend of mine got basically took over my job, and then he he was saying to me that a customer came in came in a couple of months later saying like I need I need new hardware. Uh, I don't, I forget what it was specifically, but and they their reason was this guy named Rob gave me some terrible advice and it didn't work, so I need to try again. So, <laughs> there was another guy named Rob at the shop, so was he uh,
0: good at hardware?
1: He was, so it's quite unlikely that they were referring <laughs> <to> him. <laughs> but um, yeah, it helps me sleep at night.
0: That's that's pretty impressive. As a, is it your first proper job?
1: Yeah, yeah. So first year out of school, went straight to uni, and just needed some extra money. Mm. So and uh, some of my friends worked at this place. They clearly didn't have a very strict hiring regime. Oh, it uh, doesn't
0: sound like it.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's what I did.
0: Did you at least have fun with your friends?
1: Uh, it, it was quite a fun job when there were no customers to serve. All I really wanted to do was, was stock shelves and stuff, just mindless work, so I, I didn't really have to think that much. Uh, and they, they did have – one of the perks was – I don't know if you've ever – if you remember, like, the ads on TV or if you've, if you've ever bought paint, but sometimes paint companies – do promotions where if you buy a certain amount of paint, you get a paint tin full of jelly beans. Uh, and a lot of those, those paint cans full of jelly beans tended to get dented. Oh, uh, uh-huh. uh, irreparably the, dented. The, yes, in the back room, uh, in the storeroom. And when that happened, we got them. So all the jelly beans you could eat mm. was, was one of the very few perks of, of that job.
0: See, I quite like hardware. Do you? Yeah.
1: I wish you had my job.
0: I wish I had your job too, but I'm very bad at having jobs.
1: Yeah, what was your first job?
0: I I worked in a cafe in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Hmm. So having South Africans click at you and demand things. is basically what it was. And then after that, I just basically I've just worked for myself, so I kind of ruined myself for working for other people. I had a design business where I'd paint on people's jeans, and then I was oh. tutoring for a while, and then,
1: yeah.
0: you know, I just have always done things where I've kind of been a bit autonomous. So. Have you travelled much? Uh,
1: yeah, I uh, used to live overseas. Used to mm-hmm. live in the Solomon Islands for a little while, and I, I uh, how long was wh- a little while? A year and a half. I went backpacking through Europe as a probably 19-year-old, I think, with two of my uni friends, school friends. Uh, and as a young child, kind of eight or nine, we did uh, Disneyland in America, which was great. Ah. And the whole west coast there. So, yeah, I've been a- around a little bit.
0: I've always thought being in Disneyland would be a bit like being in hell, but is it nice?
1: Ah, uh, you are dead wrong. No, I loved it.
0: Was yeah, it what yeah. was nice about it?
1: Uh, I I like things... You
0: like everything indiscriminately?
1: I I like Disney and I like fun and...
0: I hate uh, fun. Yeah,
1: you do seem like that.
0: I'm a fun-hating person. (laughs) Who hates Disneyland? Me.
1: What's wrong with you? Uh, I like rides.
0: Rides are okay. Yeah. Some rides. Yeah.
1: I I liked getting my picture taken with the, the characters there. That was fun. We even went to, when I was backpacking through Europe with my uh, school friends, we went to Euro Disney.
0: See, I've told you I don't like mascots. With their thin cotton Oh, right. Ah, yes, you did. I find them creepy.
1: Yeah, I I found that odd when you told me that. Yeah, the hands. Have you spoken about this before on your podcast? No,
0: I haven't, but I find it creepy.
1: She finds gloves creepy.
0: Not gloves, but gloves that are pretending to be hands. (laughs) And you can feel (laughs) the human hand under the glove.
1: Yeah, it's kind
0: of squishy and tr- weird. Feeling warm. Oh.
1: <laughs> Why were we discussing that? It was because Father Christmas, Santa Father has, Christmas has gloves, and you don't like. Me out. Yeah.
0: I don't like it. It's not natural. <laughs> it Upsets me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's interesting. So, do you have anything that you is like a, a firmly held belief of yours that you think needs more explanation? that most people disagree with
1: you on? Um, this one comes to mind. I don't know if it's worth discussing or not, but I, I, it really bothers me when people close bathroom doors when there's nobody in there.
0: It That's bothers that, you? Yes, it does. Okay. It bothers me. Most people would see that as a sign of politeness to stop the germs escaping.
1: Oh, they're, they're, they're wrong. No. Uh, see... Because it's just, it's an extra step between me and getting to the bathroom, knocking to find out if anyone's in there. Mm. Uh, And if your bathroom is full of germs, you're using it wrong, probably.
0: (laughs) But see, for example, where we are now, the bathroom leads out into the kitchen, so you wouldn't want a free flow of...
1: Well, whoever built this house needs a slap in the face.
0: That's true. I don't (laughs) don't disagree with you that the architecture is uh, conducive to salmonella. Mm -hmm. But in this instance, would you think it would be better to shut the door or have the door open?
1: Uh, perhaps leaving it slightly ajar, but so that the germs, they'll look at the door and go, oh, I'm not even going to try. What about it looks a little, like little window?
0: A viewing window that you could have open <laughs> or shut
1: to so see peop- if there
0: was someone in there. Or like a sign, like a, Ooh, open a sign. Or closed That's sign. That's a good
1: idea. A sign is a good idea.
0: Or a light, some kind of light, like a radio light where they say on air <laughs> or off air.
1: <laughs> that is also a good idea. But I think the easiest thing to do is just leave the door open.
0: See, in my house, I I would sort of naturally agree with you, Mm. but my dad finds it very rude to leave the door open.
1: You're wrong, Mr. Fraser. Mr. Yeah.
0: (laughs) His name is Mr. Fraser, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is his full name. First name, Mr. Second name, Fraser. Um, So what are you going to do if you don't get a
1: writing job? Uh, I will continue touring... As a stand-up, mm-hmm. which is what I do um, throughout the year. And I've got I've got some other plans on the go.
0: And does that impact your life as a human being, touring as a stand-up?
1: Uh, a little bit, I guess. But generally I'm only away for a week or two at a time mm. uh, per month. So, yeah, all the relationships I have are still there when mm. I come back. It's not like I'm disappearing for six to 12 months at a time. And, you know, what with social media and computers and all... It's quite easy to keep in touch with people. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not leaving. I don't have pets or kids or anything mm. that I'm leaving behind. So, yeah, it's... Uh...
0: Have you ever attempted to get pets or kids?
1: Uh, no. No, <laughs> no, I have not. Um, we're not actually allowed animals in our house. Uh, I haven't asked our landlord about kids. You'd probably be, be allowed kids.
0: It. I don't uh... think they have rules against kids except <laughs> in very particular <laughs> kinds of enclaves yeah. and they tend to be like swingers houses and things oh okay like yeah. adult only places are a little <laughs> bit worrying um, although uh, no let's not go down that avenue <coughs> um how do you like living with another comedian because you live with comedian Justin Hamilton
1: I do yep yeah we've been living together for what did I say the answer was like a year a and year a year half? and a half uh, I think it's actually longer than that um, I think it's two and a half years actually yeah yeah it's fine we're both away a bit, and we both like our own space, um, but we we like enough of the same things that it's it's fine. I'm not uh, like avoiding going into the common area if I know he's home
0: mm-hmm. and out there, like
1: I have done in the past with, with housemates I didn't like that much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's good.
0: Do you ever write comedy together or work on comedy together?
1: Uh, no, not really, and I think it's largely because um, we don't have a similar style of... Of comedy, really, at all? And How I think would both... you
0: describe your style?
1: Uh, I guess intellectually silly. they're uh, yeah, smartly stupid. I don't really. I've never really thought of it.
0: Surely you've thought of it for publicity purposes. You have to be able uh, to package and sell yourself in this industry. Yeah, I, I find it difficult.
1: Well, maybe that's. i I'm, I'm. I've never been that good at selling myself. Um, yeah. I think my answer is okay. You stand by it? Well, for now, until I can think of something better.
0: And is that the kind of comedy you watch and enjoy? Uh, Or do you watch and enjoy something that's different from what you do?
1: um, I like... I have always really liked McAuliffe. Uh, So that's... That that would be of a similar style, I guess, to what I'm doing. Kind of. Uh, Yeah, I've always enjoyed his stuff. I'm trying to... I don't know that I watch... I don't watch that much comedy, really. Don't yawn at me.
0: I'm not meaning to, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really. I love Conan.
0: I wasn't yawning Conan at O'Brien. you. That was not a directed yawn. That, that was, was just a threat.
1: That. that was a threatening yawn. Be more interesting.
0: No, um. no, that's not what I meant at all. Um, you <laughs> like McAuliffe?
1: I do, and I like Conan O'Brien, and I like. Um, yeah, I like, I like talk shows. Those American style talk shows, mm. yeah, but yeah, I like, I like Jimmy silly stuff.
0: Fallon and
1: yeah, he's fine. He's a, a seems a pleasant chap.
0: Yeah, uh, quite
1: a, quite enjoy that. It's but a bit yeah, damning with faint praise. No, I, I think that was a nice thing to say. But yeah, Conan is, is more
0: more something. Your style. Yes,
1: something I'd enjoy more. But I do like Jimmy Fallon.
0: What about Jay Leno?
1: I never never really watched that much Leno.
0: From what I hear, he was a brilliant stand-up, and then yeah. he kind of became very mainstream and people didn't like it so much.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, he's super popular still. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, hugely. Yeah. But, I don't know, comedians tend to be a bit snobby about popular things. That's true. Do you find yourself that way? No. You like no. popular things?
1: I do like popular things, and it, I find it uh, slightly annoying, I guess, that just because something's popular means you you shouldn't enjoy it in some people's minds I think I think it's just a foolish way to live yeah so I'm not a I'm not a snob at all I don't think
0: well everyone's a snob about something what are you a snob about
1: Uh, (laughs) uh,
0: that's not really a fair
1: question yeah that's a really hard question to answer can you answer that yes answer it please So,
0: what were we talking
1: about? I have totally forgotten. Are you going to edit out the bit where your phone rang and you had yeah, to answer it? It's going to be totally seamless. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't remember what we were talking about.
0: Then think up a new topic of discussion.
1: Uh, what is your favourite 80s cartoon? I have a Captain feeling. Planet. Oh, that's 90s, I think. But good answer. What's yours? Uh, I enjoy. Ash- uh, Inspector Gadget is my favourite.
0: Inspector Gadget's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's pretty
0: de- great. De- 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 what did you have a feeling you, you were going to say? You had a feeling that I would have liked something else, like Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, Turtles.
1: Oh, cool! Um, oh, amazing. Did I say you were going to? What? I, I I thought you were going to have trouble answering that because I know you didn't watch that much TV growing up.
0: Well, we weren't allowed to watch much TV though, uh, when see. we went to our grandmother's place.
1: Uh, sneaky.
0: We would binge on television. Yeah. Shamefully. Um, but yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Captain Planet.
1: Mysterious Cities of Gold is another one I really liked.
0: Never, never heard of it.
1: Okay. The Trapdoor. I remember that too, yeah, the little plasticine man.
0: A friend of mine's grandfather was the voice. No way. Yeah. Oh, cool. I was so starstruck.
1: Wow, of Burke. Burke. That was his name. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: Burke was the little monster. Yeah. But he was the voice of the giant.
1: Oh, the thing upstairs. Yeah. Wow. But I can't. Feed that. me. That's yeah. what he'd say. Ah. Oh, I like you heaps more but now.
0: There was a lot of surreal cartoons, weren't there? Yeah. Like, like um, Gumby. That was that's freaking a b- <laughs> weird. That was super weird.
1: That was pretty strange. Like
0: very yeah. on drugs kind of imagery, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say that.
0: The blockheads were terrifying.
1: It was a pretty scary cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And they brought in Pokey and Goo and Prickle. Mm hmm. Yep. Is this interesting to listen to? No. Oh, okay. We'll cut it out. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're
0: going to have such a short, sharp, and non rambling conversation you won't believe.
1: Yeah. Well, that, well, in fairness, you made me pick that topic. Did I? Yeah, he's... I
0: said pick a topic. I oh. didn't make you pick that topic.
1: <laughs> it's your podcast. You should be driving.
0: No, it's your podcast. This is the podcast that I give to you.
1: Well, that's what I wanted to talk about.
0: Good. What do you want to talk about now?
1: Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite flavor of chip? Salt and vinegar. Okay.
0: What about it's you? Pretty
1: good, I guess. <laughs> I like barbecue flavored chips. So
0: you ask these questions <laughs> as though there were a right answer. <laughs> Is there no, a right answer? No,
1: no. You can like whatever flavour of thing you like.
0: No, that's not right. <laughs> you, I mean, you're asking, you ask questions, sort of unusual questions, because they'll tell you something about someone yeah. and not just the answer to the question.
1: My, my issue with your answer was you, you, put, you said no initially and then it's like you just said a flavour that you thought of. It was like you, you, there was no passion behind it.
0: No, I like salt vinegar. Okay, well, good. They taste healthier somehow than other chips.
1: When it's you a first, clean flavour. Yeah, when you first start eating soda vinegar chips, it makes your mouth tingle. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, it's punishing you initially for eating chips.
0: Yeah, I like that in my food.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a horrible ordeal initially.
0: I'm a food masochist. That's why I <laughs> like wasabi peas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you do ask unusual questions. Why do you the, do that? These
1: are the things I want to know about people. I like, I, like asking, I like asking what people's middle names are, which I've already done with you.
0: Do you remember... The oh, answers. Usually, yeah. And what do you think they say about the people?
1: Middle names are a good indication of what kind of family you come from, and um, so kind you of help. So you are how... a snob. Well, I don't care what kind of family somebody comes from. It's you just interesting. You don't
0: ask something that you don't care about.
1: Yeah, you do. I just ask you what flavor of chips you like best.
0: Yeah, but clearly you think <laughs> that says something about my character. No, I Otherwise just like you chips. Ask
1: it. I like chips a lot. <laughs>
0: So it's about you. The question is about you. Well,
1: I want to I wanna have something to relate to you about. So if you also like the same chips or a chip flavour I like, then maybe we could be friends.
0: You couldn't be friends with someone who didn't like <laughs> chip flavour that you liked?
1: <laughs> I, I could. I've made exceptions in the past. I'm but sure. it, would, it would
0: be a black mark no, against their character.
1: No, no. Stop trying to besmirch me. I'm, that's that, what,
0: that seems to be what's happening. This is, <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where I besmirch your character.
1: I'm just interested in the minutiae of life.
0: Mm-hmm. Those,
1: those questions intrigue me a lot more than certain bigger questions.
0: What bigger questions don't intrigue you, that you feel should intrigue
1: you? Uh, I'm not hugely political, mm-hmm. and I will try to watch the news and read up on it and stuff, but I, I find it quite difficult to keep on top of certain news topics and election updates and that kind of stuff I find very dull and hard to concentrate on.
0: Yeah, I'm not particular... I'd say I'm social political, mm. but I'm not particularly party political. Yeah, okay. Um, because I think the kind of people that are in government are more important than the actual... Well, not more important than the policies, but it's more important to have good people than it is to have a specific party in power. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: And in the end, governments of either left or right are just reflecting society. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather change society than change the government.
1: Yeah. See, talking about this stuff is something I'm I'm not not hugely (laughs) into. I agree with you and it's it's nice to hear, but I don't have much to add. I think that's possibly why it doesn't appeal to me at all.
0: Because you're not arrogant enough.
1: Uh, I just don't know enough. I'm ignorant. Have you
0: read The Game? No. Do you know what it is?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you ever
0: go on uh, men's rights activist forums or pick up artist <laughs> websites? No. No. I find those quite interesting. Have
1: you read The Game? Yes. Did you learn anything? Yes. Like pick up techniques or just when they were being used on you?
0: When they're being used on me.
1: Okay. Why did you ask that? Am I displaying some kind of behaviour that's... No, I'm just
0: interested in what you're interested in.
1: Yeah, no, I've never read the game.
0: Good. Probably says something good about you (laughs) as a person. Well, I just... I'm interested in how guys now grow up with the internet and all that kind of weird misogynistic stuff that's out there. Okay. And how you process that or don't.
1: Yeah, no, that stuff has never appealed to me. I read an, an article recently about a guy who's like a pickup artist. A friend wrote an article on it that she posted online and I just found it really quite creepy and disturbing. Uh and I, I just I'd prefer not to be those things. Yeah. If possible. Yeah.
0: You don't want to be creepy or disturbing. Does that oh. mean that you are confident with women?
1: Uh I'm I'm confident enough with people I know a bit. Um I'm not great with, with strangers. Uh, d- it depends entirely on the conversation. Like if we're talking, if, if I meet somebody new uh, and they just have some Just ask aggressive top-
0: questions about <laughs> chips.
1: <laughs> if they're a chip fan, we're going to get along great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a hugely outgoing person. Mm. So uh, whether I get along with someone I've just met will we'll be largely determined by what the first few topics of discussion are. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm reasonably good company, but if somebody's, if somebody's, I'm not, I'm not great around loud, 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 loud person. Mm. uh, I probably just won't say anything.
0: Is that because you feel judged or you feel judgmental Uh, or you feel intimidated?
1: I don't know why. It just feels like when somebody's kind of dominating a conversation, it, it feels like they don't really care what. You have to say or think, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't. I don't need to be saying a lot, but um,
0: you need to be cared about. <laughs> I need to have Everyone my hand held does. every now and then. Yeah. Everyone needs to feel like somebody <laughs> cares about them a little bit. Yes, yeah, I, I guess. Just tiny amount. Just enough hmm. to be in the same room as you. If you feel like you could be anyone. Mm. Which I guess is my problem with the pick-up artist team or mm. just with it being hit on generally. If a guy hits on me too confidently or if a guy is drunk when he's yeah. hitting on me, I feel like I could be anyone. Okay. And I find that extremely unappealing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would I very I don't judge people based on their looks, I don't think. I wouldn't talk yeah. to somebody I wouldn't make assumptions just on how they look. And I, yeah, I find that idea unappealing as well.
0: Yeah, the idea that I'm just a number Mm. as part of a numbers game is the biggest turn-off.
1: Does this happen to you a lot?
0: (laughs) Because I'm so gorgeous. No, you get hit on uh, occasionally, but there's a particular kind of being hit on where it's about them and it's not about you. Mm. You're just a woman Mm -hmm. and you could be almost any woman above a certain level of attractiveness and within a certain bracket of age. Yeah. And they would still, they would use exactly the same line on you. Yeah, okay. Because it's not about you at all. And I'm, whatever, arrogant or selfish enough to want to be wanted for (laughs) me. Yeah. Not for my gender or bits or just it's nine o'clock on a Friday night (laughs) and someone wants to get laid. Like there's something immensely unappealing about that. Yeah. Of just not being special. Which on a smaller level is probably the same thing you get with a conversation with a loud person, because you feel like you're just there to be a receptacle.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not a conversation. It's you're you're just you're there to hear them.
0: Yeah, which is kind of what you do with stand up, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the audience could be anyone, (laughs) just so long as they're there.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually quite true.
0: Maybe I need to make my audiences feel more special. Maybe that's something I need to work at. Hmm. I don't know mascara and it's in the periphery of my vision because I wore it last night and I forgot to take it off because I'm bad at being a woman <laughs> and I just keep seeing this black lump in the corner of my vision every time I blink and it's very disconcerting sorry
1: that's all right you have you have long eyelashes
0: I do hmm. uh, I had all of them cut off at one
1: point what why
0: because my brother got me in the eye with a cricket stump when we were five. Oh. and knocked my retina loose on my left eye. Oh, crazy! And I had to have laser surgery.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: But now I'm fine. I have perfect vision. It's fine.
1: And they just grow back?
0: They just grew back.
1: Did they grow back longer than before? I, I guess, don't know. Yeah, Maybe. you wouldn't have been able to tell.
0: I didn't measure my eyelashes on one side of that operation <laughs> or the other. Presumably they've grown longer than they were when I was five. Mm.
1: What started this fight that resulted in you getting... Cricket stump. We to were the just eye. having
0: a play fight, a sword fight. It was near our fifth birthday. Someone had given us a plastic sword. Yep. Awesome plastic sword. Yeah. Like a golden hilt. Good present. And I had won the rock off to get the plastic <laughs> sword. So Henry had the lame cricket stump with the metal tip. Yeah. Boo. Yep. yep. And it was just an accident. Yeah. But uh, I staggered into the living room bleeding out the eye. Oh. And uh, mum was wearing a really nice shirt. And then she picked me up and I remember feeling terrible about bleeding on her nice shirt. Uh. She was worried because it was my left eye and her brother had lost his left eye and her father had lost his left eye. So she (laughs) thought it was like some sort of family curse. Even though she's not superstitious, she just thought, oh, my God, this is happening again. Um, Because both of her male relatives only had one
1: eye. How did they lose their eyes? That is a rare thing.
0: My grandfather lost his eye in the war. He was in bomber command. He was a navigator and his plane was shot and his pilot was killed. Mm. And he took the um, controls? the controls yeah. and a piece of the window which had been shot out was buried in his eye, mm. some shrapnel. Yeah. And uh, so he was blind in his left eye. And then my uncle, Rob, uh, lost his playing rugby. Okay, so
1: I would have loved if you said he lost it in a poker game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My grandfather always used to threaten to take his eye out on public transport. Yeah. He died when I was fairly young, but I do remember him having that kind of a sense of humour.
1: Yeah, right. Oh, wow. Did you ever ask him to take it out as like a tiny trick? No, trip? it was
0: horrifying. <laughs> when he took it out, it was horrifying. Yeah. I remember watching him brush his teeth once and it was in a glass mm. next to the sink. And that was really upsetting. Yeah, that's pretty full on but uh, he was kind of a social experimenter. He decided to make me and my brother scared of this imaginary monster, the camel. Camels so the real? camel was the – but we didn't, know. <laughs> we didn't know the camel. The camel was the boogie monster. Like yeah. It was out there in the dark and it was what would get you because yeah. he wanted to see if he could make us scared of the camel. Oh. And so the camel was this horrible, terrifying, imaginary creature. And so then our parents took us to the zoo once and were like, hey, do you want to go on a camel ride? And we freaked <laughs> the fuck out. Oh. Like we just were so scared.
1: He sounds so horrible.
0: Mm. <laughs> I think it was funny for him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Old people have much of a sense of children as having genuine feelings mm. you know, <laughs> they're just little reactive bundles, yeah but um yeah, do you have a good relationship with your family
1: uh good enough yeah. good enough for what? Yeah. Good enough to be in their company mm. for extended periods of time yeah i I have one brother mm. and he's got uh, two little boys oh. uh, I've got two nephews. Uh, they live a couple hours out of Adelaide. I don't see them that often, uh, but I will Skype with them and uh, talk to them on the phone. One That's of them, cool. one of them, is just starting to say words, Aww. so it's it's quite difficult to have a conversation with him because he just
0: breathes heavily into the phone.
1: Yeah, he does that, and he makes noises and expects a response because he knows what he's trying to say. He just can't get the words out, Aww. so I just I find myself agreeing with him a lot, and he could be saying. Horrible hot, racist things. Thing. <laughs> Could be a racist. <laughs> Most
0: yeah. one and two year olds are pretty <laughs> racist.
1: Here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I get along with them, them fine.
0: Mm. What about your parents?
1: Uh, I get along with them, okay. Yeah, I stay you with sound my mom. Tentative. I stay with my mum in Adelaide, and she's a very caring woman. Mm. She's a very nice lady, and I see my dad a little bit. So your parents are separated. Podcast is quite personal.
0: You don't have to. We can edit it out. I'll run it faster before I put it up. (laughs) Okay, cool. You don't have to talk about anything you're not comfortable with. Yep. What aren't you comfortable with?
1: Uh, Talking (laughs) about my parents. (laughs) Okay,
0: I'll steer clear of your parents then. Why is that?
1: Uh, Just because it didn't... it, It was... Yeah, so that's why.
0: I mean, why don't you think talking about your parents is...
1: Uh, i don't I don't talk a lot about myself in in public, um, certainly not in my material it's and it's kind of a conscious decision to keep those worlds separate um,
0: Are you a private person yes
1: yeah yeah I am with not like with people I'm comfortable with, I will open up mm. but yeah there are still things that I've I would keep to myself for a long time. Not that I've got anything particular to hide, but, I, yeah, I, I, I've always been a private person. Do you think...
0: I mean, we live in a world which is not a particularly private world. Mm. Do you value privacy?
1: I do, yeah. And it, I always find it strange when people don't keep certain things to themselves. Um, like if I, was, if I was in a relationship or something, I'd keep that very close. Mm. I wouldn't talk about it uh, on stage for example, like a lot of people do. And I'm quite happy for people to do that, but it's just not not a world I want to live in. I want to have separate uh, parts of my life and have certain boundaries in place.
0: Yeah, I'm the same with that stuff.
1: Yeah. I think it's a protective thing, I guess. Maybe it's not wanting to to be too vulnerable. I mean, there's an
0: argument that by not talking about it on stage, you're presenting a false um, facade that you're single.
1: Uh well I am single. Yeah. But <laughs> you know I mean that, Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: That that's something that some women who are with comedians object to. Yeah.
1: Um I could see that if I was talking about if I was talking about being single. But you weren't. But I weren't but I wasn't that I would I would understand why that would upset a partner. Mm. But if I was avoiding the topic completely and just talking about silly things, which is what I do, I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. Or I would argue that it it would be misplaced.
0: Mm. If they did have a problem mm. with it, that that you're not important enough. No, I agree. I think it's um I think there are enough interesting things going on in the world that you can talk about things other than what's happening in your pants.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um but then, I don't know, it's relatable. Everyone has relationships. Yeah. But I talk about relationships in an abstract way that I don't think is necessarily drawing on my own experience. And if I do talk about people who I've had experiences with, it's I'm never specific about them. Yeah. Like I talk yeah. about a guy I used to have a crush on mm-hmm. and how I behaved, mm. which is, I think, quite funny. Yeah. But... <laughs> I would never say who that was or when it was or where it was or. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to draw people in.
1: Yeah, well, I'm some like people haven't asked for this life. Like my, fa- I don't really talk about my family that much. Yeah. Uh, on stage, and it's it's was my decision to be a comedian. It wasn't theirs. Mm. So I'll, I'll keep them out of it as, if I uh, if I choose to.
0: I talk yeah. about the things that inform my perspective. So yeah. I'll mention that I was brought up Buddhist. Mm. And that what, you know what my dad told me as a child, mm-hmm. but I won't talk about my dad, what his name is, who he is, where he is, what he looks like, what he does.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Um, I just say you know he used to he used to give us all these alternative morals for fairy tales.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can you think of an example?
0: Uh, in a little well, in Cinderella, the moral of the story is. Um, It's okay to be very poor if you're very beautiful. (laughs) Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, Her name's Little Red Riding Hood. She wears a Little Red Riding Hood, but it never plays a pivotal part in the plot. Mm. What does that say about the place of women in society and how they're judged on how they dress?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was a very depressing man. A
0: Buddhist. (laughs) Very realistic man. And you have a show.
1: I have a show. I'm... I do a talk show called Late O'clock with Rob Hunter.
0: And then, do you have Twitter and all those things? Yeah,
1: you can follow me on Twitter at Rob Hunter Swords.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: it's spelled Rob Hunter's words. And I've got a uh, Facebook thing. I think it's called Rob Hunter Official Comedy Page.
0: Google Rob Hunter. Yeah, that spelled one. <laughs> as you would expect.
1: Oh yes, Yeah, it's very plain, Not
0: unusual. All right, I'm happy with that. If you're happy with that, yep, I'm happy with that. Okay.